One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everyone, welcome to Table Manners. I'm here with my lovely daughter Jessie. Hello mum. Hi darling. Sorry, is this how it's going to go now? Yep. You're leading this I'm, one, I'm aren't you? Tr- yeah, because I could not be more excited. Pray do tell the listener mum. I have followed this person's column for almost 20 years She's so clever, she's so funny, she's so insightful and so incisive. I hope she likes us, Jessie, because if we appear in her oh column God. tomorrow, we'll be oh, in shit. <laughs> This is like where you really... Watch our P's and Q's, Hold darling. your own, like you are going to nail it, Mum. I'm proud well, of you. Well, we have got the fabulous, fantastic, clever Marina Hyde. And she's going to have something to eat with us. And I think she's going to talk about a new book. What Just Happened Dispatches from Turbulent Times. It's um, a huge book made up of, I wonder whether it's her favourite column moments. It's It's got chapters on the royal family. Well, there's a, a very big section on Boris Johnson. <laughs> you won't be surprised to know. I mean, there's a lot around the time of the pandemic. There's a lot about footballers. Um, she loves football, you know that. Yeah, I know she that. writes football. And I agree with Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Thank fuck for Marina Hyde, yeah. is the quote on the front. Yeah. Um, we've got Marina Hyde coming up. This is somebody that mum has been desperate to have forever. My mother-in-law bought this for me for Christmas, actually. Did she? Yeah. She makes you laugh out loud. She's I, so, every day. Just She's so razor sharp. So sharp. What are you cooking, mum? Well, because we're still madly in love with Alison Roman, mm. I've done her spatchcock chicken. Yeah, the one that she with, recommended to do. With paprika and lemon. Long schlep round the houses to get a spatchcock chicken. Where did you find it? From Moen's in the end. I've done rainbow chard yeah. and actually rainbow carrots and some smashed potatoes oh. that I'm going to put some of the juice from the chicken on the top. That's what she recommends and bakes it off slightly. Oh, yeah. So it tastes nice, yeah. Then, as a tribute to my lovely friend Anne, who made it yesterday because I had people for lunch, mm. I've made Nigella's olive oil and chocolate cake. Yum. Got some nice ice cream or mascarpone or Do even sour cream. cream. I've got creme fraiche got fresh cream, got sour cream, and I've got raspberries to go with it. I think we'll be all right. Okay, so we had a really interesting email from one of the listeners, and I feel like it's important to 
share this because it's a safe space and we love getting messages. So this was an email. It's subject, just a quick one, which I really hope you get. This is very important, obviously. Hi, ladies. I just wanted to say that I love listening to your show. Thank you very much. Your interview with Danny Minogue was great this week. I'm from Australia, so it was nice to hear the Aussie accent. Brilliant. So far, so good. I need to tell you that I have a totally weird obsession with your podcast. Thanks. And that is, I love hearing you all talk with your mouths full. I don't know what it is, and people shouldn't talk with their mouths full. Do we talk with our mouths full? I think you do sometimes, Jess. Oh, my God. I think I don't, because I'm lady Okay, well, this lady, Jenny, loves it. I don't know what it is, and people shouldn't talk with their mouths full, but for some strange reason, I'm obsessed with it. This is where it gets really juicy, guys. And we'll re-listen to interviews where I know the chewing is loudest. Yotam, Tom Kerridge, Nigella and Jamie Oliver, to name a few. They're all chefs. Are they the ones that are chewing? I, we need to get confirmation on this, Jenny. Is it us chewing the loudest or is it all chefs that chew Don't the loudest? I think it's us chewing. It must be them. I'm not sure if you'll get this. No, we got it loud and clear, Jenny. But I really hope you do. And please don't stop talking with your mouths full. Love to you both, Jenny. Jenny, thank you. This is by far the strangest email we've had. And I don't know whether our... Um, other listeners would agree and poor Alice the producer is so bereft with the fact that chewing a mouthful has even been caught because she tries so hard to take it off so I now am quite intrigued so about... we shouldn't wait for people we'll just get cracking and eat right the way through the whole thing yeah is this called ASMR and maybe we could do a filthy Friday ep for everybody just with all the chewing and masticating on that, on that note I'm going to base my chicken ooh Lenny Marina Hyde coming up on Table Manners Marina, you are in Clapham. I'm You've thrilled. got the seat next to Lenny. I am actually in pride of place here. Honestly. You don't know what a big deal it is for us. I think it's a little bit of a bigger one for me. <laughs> don't think Thank so. you very much, girls. Don't think so. We've been so excited. <laughs> well, I have the... Because I've always followed your columns, so... Very kind. Yeah, don't so... read any of that nonsense, but thank no, you. No, 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 but... I love it. And, well, I'm just going to get this out of the way. I was particularly touched last week about that column about the postal worker. Oh, my God, I keep writing about oh the post office. God, but so it's, we've got, I mean, it's the biggest thing. It's the biggest scandal. And people just can't believe it when you tell them the story. That tell, people, tell the listeners the, the story. The story that of the post office, which I hope more and more people everyone should just should get. Everyone should know. Everyone should know was that there was sub-postmasters uh, masters and postmistresses, real Happy backbone of... post office. Yeah, yeah, I mean, backbone of Britain kind of people. A new system was imposed on them um, in the sort of noughties by the post office central management and created by Fujitsu that was faulty. But they didn't believe the post people so when the, they kept the saying that there's a fault, up. there's a fault. They kept making them pay back out of their own pocket <gasps> or threaten them to prosecute. And in the end... Because it kept going wrong. And they knew because they had so many people ringing in saying, I'm sorry, I mean, you know, I've never been wrong with my accounts ever before. Mm. And of course I haven't stolen £25,000. They prosecuted so many of them, 726 
people were prosecuted. prosecuted. So instead of listening, and, but, but convicted and convicted, and people were sent to prison. Like a lady had a baby God. in prison. She was sentenced on on her son's tenth birthday. She never thought she'd get custodial. She was sentenced. She went to Ashfield, which is really rough. On her son's tenth birthday, she had to be pulled out of the courtroom oh and taken, God. put straight onto suicide watch. While she was there, she found a hanged body of a prisoner. Terrible things happened within the prison. She was, she was right. And she, 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 was was com- she was completely so what's, innocent. What's they happening? were all completely innocent. Well, Nothing. Not- there is an inquiry. Absolutely oh, wow. glacial case of British justice. It's not even really actually a sort of proper public inquiry that's compelled to bring certain witnesses. And the CEO of the post office, while all of this is happening, was a woman called Paula Venels, who has yet to appear in front of the inquiry. And wasn't she elevated? Was it? Oh, she continued to fail upwards. You know, these people, she was given a CBE. She was brought into some sort of number 10 kitchen business cabinet. She just continued. She was an Anglican minister. She's now had to set back from all these things. But it's the most Seven horrendous story. Seven people themselves. So, oh. Yeah, 60 are dead before they've ever been, been, got, been, been justice, brought, seen justice, justice served. At least four have killed themselves. Because they must feel like they're going but mad. Also, yeah. the frustration. But also, the, you know, the, and these tiny towns where these post offices were shut down. Yeah. And they've and never had a post office since. Yeah, yeah I remember. Because, and they had to because they said that, that she'd stolen money. It's the most extraordinary story, and it should just everyone should be shouting for the rooftops. If you have to think that if they trust computers over humans, then this is the sort of thing that really could happen mm. if the mm. system and the people who wanted not to say it was their own fault allowed these people to have. I mean, the most awful stories of imprisonment: nineteen-year-olds in prison. I mean, yeah, just absolutely just dreadful horrible. what happened to them. I mean, yeah, but it was such a good piece. I mean, oh, normally everything, <laughs> what, everything you write makes me laugh, but that was so important. I mean, there really. aren't that many jokes, are there? And I have done it before, and I will keep doing it, and I will try and go to the inquiry. How is writing at the moment? Is it kind of? It's been a very rich vein for you, Marina. <laughs> Really, come on, Lenny. I've We've... been drowning in material for like I mean, about the eight years now. The whole yeah. government, the pandemic, the mismanagement. So even the though it's been the misfortune yeah. for back? us, it's excellent for your column. It's been good for business. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean actual business. No, no. I mean course. just my business. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, but yes, but I mean, I would certainly sacrifice all that if we could just return to an even keel for sort of you know fifteen minutes. I think we'd take it, wouldn't we? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the old days. Like ignore the news for about two weeks and then if you check back in with it it'd be a little bit like Coronation Street you missed a few episodes but you still know what's happening <laughs> and now I used to feel like I mean I don't understand anything I've you know I've had to go under for a small surgery for two hours and now I don't understand anything <laughs> this is what happened after Brexit it just continually there were about four news cycles a day yeah. and everything went crazy and the same happened in America and I, I think it's quite hard to see how things become this is such an awful word, but sort of sane again. But I think it's quite hard to see how things become, you know, something you can ignore for two weeks again. But strangely, Liz Truss was still smiling. At oh, the I know. Coronation. How did she, she get she w- to it? She wished because she was. Fa- she'll be there forever, ever. Jessie. At every She's event, at the Senate yeah. every year. Yeah, absolutely. Because she was a prime minister. Oh, Fifteen minutes. Someone God said it's sake. like when um, your sister gets married and you bring a girlfriend, yeah. and she's in all the photographs, and then you dump her, and the most <laughs> important day of your sister's life, and there there's the old girlfriend that you don't well, like. I've got the other right. way. Yeah. My lovely mother-in-law, who you know I love dearly, didn't allow me in any of the wedding photos of her and her husband 
my lovely father-in-law. This was 20 years ago because she didn't think I was going to stick around. Well, I'm still here, Tess. Still here and I love you. And she bought me a book. So we do love her. Yes, we love you. I I wonder if you could be late. I mean, you could for one of the sort of big anniversaries have yourself re <laughs> yeah re- kind of photo shot yeah, 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 sure. yeah why not I mean why not I mean, we bought each other everything by this stage if, if you're anything like our family we bought each other by everything by this stage in our lives so totally. you have to come up with a new present Let, let's talk about family where right. where do you live now are you in London I live in Notting Hill with all the other arseholes and and I've lived there for oh gosh I mean really so long now more tw- more than twenty five years. I'm jealous of you. I I, I know, cycled I didn't there, there yesterday. I there now. But I cycled there yesterday. It's idyllic. I mean it's it really gorgeous. gorgeous. And I'm gorgeous. I feel like a and tourist really near, when I'm there. Yeah, I'm really near the park and it's lovely. But yes, I mean it has become. In the, in the length of time that we have lived there, it's because, you know, I mean, like a lot of pubs shut down, I think, cause people had, and restaurants, because I think people had private chefs. But I think they're, I think perhaps more of them are opening now. But anyway, it's, uh, but, it, but it is lovely. Yes. So where are some of your top spots that you will eat at when you're not having a private chef at home? Oh, well, I tell you what, let, let me think. Okay, well, I'm not having yeah, exactly. No, I am the private chef at home. <laughs> I do all the cooking. So, um... Where am I? Th- okay, so my fit. What my ones I love to go to. I love to go to Fisher's. I love a schnitzel. So it, <gasps> it's my I mean, schnitzel's my favourite. Yeah. I mean, if we get onto Last Supper's, okay, it's going to have a, okay. a number of entries. Schnitzel's my favourite. Uh, so I love to go to Fisher's. Fisher's in in Maryland. In Maryland, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I love. There's you feel really... like you're abroad as well. Yes, so you do. It feels it's... continental. Yeah, it's, v- yeah. You've got a, it's Viennese. got a Viennese feel, yeah. hasn't yeah. it? I mean, yeah. yeah. It, it wasn't very like that in Vienna when I went, but it's like a sort of Disney, <laughs> my Disney version it's of Vienna. Yeah. Do you think you could serve schnitzel for brunch? Yeah. You can serve it at any... Yeah, I with mean, an egg on top. Yeah. yeah. The Holstein. The Holstein, yeah. yeah. How, how do you take your schnitzel, Marine Hyde? I will take it all sorts of ways, and I make it all sorts of ways. Yeah. Ultimately, I would like a Vienna with the gravy you know the whatever the gravy is the nice one not i don't want to have the um lingonberry or whatever it is the oh. gravy on the side but ought to go all I've over i've never it. had a gravy oh my god the gravy is really the one that fishes yeah, yeah. The, the, the one that they do do you do fresh bread crumbs or do you use panko i do matzo or? sometimes i do yeah matzo is i do a lot medium matzo and you're not a jew are you i'm not a jew but, but that's I'm, quite I'm unusual for a non-jew to Use matzo meal. But it's very good. It's is really it matzo meal yeah. that you use? Yeah, medium. Or, okay. Oh. Or I do panko, then I do basically like katsus and things like that. Or you can do milanese with that, with all the, you know, with the parmesan. Or what else do I do? Oh, yeah, there's a there's a really good osteolengi one that's just like about a million different seeds, which I feel is doing oh, me the power that is of good. delicious. That's a really good one in the, in the so-called simple book. Yeah, yeah. But you know <laughs> so why? It's called, it's called osteolengi it. yeah, simple. Because yeah, it's simple it. for him. I love, yeah, I know, I love it. And um, what else? What other versions of it do I? I can't hell, even remember. You love yeah. a breaded chick. Yeah, I know, but it's really. I mean, I just we have a version of, of schnitzel once a week in our house. So your children eat it. They love it. How, yeah, how, how old are your they kids? Love it. Twelve. Uh, 10 and 8. Okay, so you I came c- from 3, so I felt That's I had what to I have. Did yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel I have to have 3. And do they all eat well? Yeah, they're all great eaters. Have they goodness. always been? Yeah, uh they have been pretty good. Yeah, they have been. I mean, I did sort of make them get on with it and you know, oh, maybe that's wrong. Maybe that's get some tips. Maybe that's wrong. I did what was done with me, which is you kind of had to finish it up. Well, Sam, my husband's doing pancake night because it's a Tuesday. I mean, it's definitely not Shrove Tuesday. That's, he's doing that's that nice. tonight. That's yeah, lovely. it's really sweet. Yeah. He's That's very good. good. Yeah, yes. he's very good. When you are making a version of schnitzel, what would you cook for Lenny and I? If we were coming over, we don't need fancy pants. We just want like pure marina. 
I would probably cook. Okay, I would want it to be quite. I've got better over the years of not trying to do everything at the last minute and say, mm. "No, I must do the souffle," you know, <laughs> like some sort of horrendous housewife. It's all going to go wrong and whatever. So I would have lots of things on the table. I would do some form of chicken. Maybe I would do like flat iron chicken and hammer it out and do it on the griddle and then have a big plate of all of that and with, you know, lemon and garlic or whatever. And then I'd have lots of salads. And then I'd, my husband, I would always have to have some form of potatoes and some bread. As Is a, your husband a journalist? No, he's not. He works at the BBC, but he's not a journalist. He works on the sort of business. I, I really don't, it's a little bit like Chandler and Friends. I don't quite know what he does imagine <laughs> imagine how long we talk about my job every week <laughs> what am I gonna write yeah I mean I'm dimly aware of what he does and he um yes he is a, he runs yeah. the BBC did daily he, did he was a big opening <laughs> at the moment for a new person what? did he yes, when the, you started going out did he tell you that he read your column no, but we've been together for this is it's my twenty fourth wedding anniversary. Congratulations! This year. That is a long time. I was not. I was like I worked as a temp. I was a temporary secretary. I mean, actually, I was too bad at typing. My typing speed was too slow. So I was a temporary receptionist when we met. Um, and he did work at some sort of form of financial journalism company. Again, I hazy on the details. But how many years have, has your column been going now? It's twenty. Well, you know like it's, it's tw- been a long. It's been a long time that I've. Since I'm, I think since 2005, I then had like my. I did the diary column in the paper before in the Guardian. I've got to ask a really important question: Please. Which football team do you support? Chelsea. Oh, Sorry. I know. Really what nice. can I say? So well. Have you heard me talk? I mean, <laughs> yeah, oh, it's funny oh that. I know it goes. Yeah. How did Frank Lampard come back? He's the crappiest manager my dad, in I the whole of the. Is he coming league. back? He's, oh, he's back, back at Chelsea. He's back. Because t- did that just happen? Because the taxi driver said yesterday when I was driving to the theatre, he said, I really want Frank back. Oh, he can't want well, that. Well, he's back temporarily. He's back now. Yeah, right. He has want, had one win in 20 games. Yeah, for any club. He won't yeah, win for you for any, any club. club. Yeah. Everton are definitely going down because yeah. of him. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. So you support but Chelsea. You... Well, you were always a Chelsea supporter. Yes. So where did you grow up? I grew up in Surrey, or sort of on the Surrey-Sussex borders, in the countryside, with my parents who are still together and super fantastic. I'm the eldest of three girls, so my sisters are still my sort of best friends in the absolute world. Oh, that's uh, nice. Yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah, so we're all really close. So I was really, really, very lucky. But I went to a boarding school. Did you? I know, but I loved it. You see, I'm. Did the, you? Oh. I know. You see, I know it's very unfashionable to say it, but I absolutely. What age did you go at? Eleven. And I absolutely loved it. So. So which boarding school? It's a school called Down House, which is in oh, Berkshire. I know. Down yeah, House, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Newbury. was the food good? Yeah. Well, do you know, I mean, I think now it'd probably be regarded by the standards of probably modern schools as not very good, but it was totally fine. We loved it. And it was a big thing, you know, of course, all the meal times. And we all sat with different ages and you had to have sort of two girls from each year on your table. But I loved it. You know, you heard all the grown up chat. You know, it was I absolutely I'm sorry to say we had an amazing dining room, really old with all sort of panelled, but then with a gallery all round it and a sort of big, beautiful mural, countryside, sort of like some sort of rural idyll on the back wall. It was very unusual because the school looked quite unusual, sort of halfway between a kind of convent and a prison, but I really liked it. But obviously it's not for everyone. 
I've, as I've read quite a lot about. And you've <laughs> always spoken out. So did you get in trouble at school? Oh, my God, I was in trouble the whole time. But that's yeah, what I was fun, you see. It was sort of war, really. Um, <laughs> and I loved, you know, you have that independence and you live with all your best friends. And yes, it, I was always so naughty. I was always so naughty. My eldest is just the same, unfortunately. Now I'm, now I'm having to say, you know, but my parents didn't really boss us around and tell us. We, I think they regarded the stuff that happened at school, <laughs> stayed at school. <laughs> I mean, I hope I wasn't malicious, but yes, I was naughty. But it was such fun, you know, trying to get away with it. And when you came home, what was the first meal your mum would cook when you said, oh, mum, you know, I really want such and such? Oh, I can't even remember. She'd make us things like we'd ask her to get things because I tell you what, my mother hates cooking. She did about five dishes in rotation. Um, And if she listens to this, mummy, I, you know, I adore (laughs) you, but you'd be the first to say that it's not your first love. But you know what? So she'd do about five dishes in rotation always, but we always talked forever and ever around the table. And sometimes, you know, we'd all bring home two friends. So my father would have basically, what does that make? Ten women and him. And Poor <laughs> oh, Yeah, I know. But actually, he really liked it. He's very outdoorsy and people, I think, always thought he wanted boys, but he didn't. He was thrilled to have girls. And was he quite political? Well, funnily enough, his grand... His fa- they were always interested in politics, but his father was an MP, was a Conservative MP, and his father had been Frank Whittle's best friend. Whittle was the guy who invented the jet engine. And when Whittle had invented the jet engine, he started a company with my... My grandfather started the business for it, which was called Power Jets. And then they tried to get the government interested to fund, and they never really were very interested at all, and so they had a bit of a nightmare. But they kind of, by ingenuity and drive and force of will, obviously created this incredible, world-changing invention. Um, not my grandfather, he did the business bit, but Whittle created this. And then straight after the war, Stafford Cripps nationalised it for the Labour government. And he was really annoyed about that. He felt that, you know, we'd never had any help and it was annoying that their business was nationalised. So he went into politics. But, you know, his greatest friend was like his Labour pair. And it was, I guess it was just a different time in politics, really. Have you got any political friends? Not really. No, I haven't. And I've actually, I don't, I'm not friends with any politicians at all. And I refuse, I mean, I don't think probably anyone wants to be friends with me. No, they probably don't. <laughs> but, I do, but I refuse all sort of invitations to drinkses and things like that. I've just always felt, there was this old Guardian critic, um, right back in the Manchester Guardian days, Neville Cardus, who was brilliant, who said he never wanted to meet any politicians because it would dilute the purity of his hatred. And whilst I, you know, I know that's quite harsh, isn't it? But I do feel like if I were to have had hung out with these people, and I know I'm actually really British, and if I had had a drink with them, I would think, oh, that's a bit awkward. I don't think I better say that because mm. I saw them. You know, I don't know. I would just feel like I would just, I know I'd pull my punches or, or I wouldn't maybe, I'm not saying I see straight in the first place. I mean, I'm not trying to claim some great thing for what I write, but I just think I would end up being compromised in which, some way in how, by myself. I would self-edit. Which um, politician has really vied for your friendship? I bet you Rishi Sunak has invited you to something. No, they, no, they no, don't. No, none no, of the Tories would Labour invite they you to They should bits. be very careful. No, not really. I tell you, I mean, actually, most of, of them you? protect... No, I do. I'm sure not. This is not going to work very well because I'm trying to do a, a visual impression on a podcast. But there was this one time I did see... Boris Johnson at some, I can't remember what it was, and he saw me and he was like pointing from, you know, wherever he was on a stage. He and he was pointing at you. you he was pointing at me and going <laughs> like that, oh. really glowering at Were me. Were you thrilled? No, I wasn't. I just thought, you're such an idiot. This is so uncool. Why don't you just pretend you've never seen it? 
you know, Orson Welles used to have this person who wrote about him, really mean things about him all the time. Not Walter Winchell, who was a big gossip columnist, but another guy in the New York Daily News who always used to write mean things about him. And Orson Welles used to say, said, every time I saw him, I greeted him like an old friend, just so he'd never think I'd read a single word he'd written. <laughs> and I really very think, clever. why did Boris Johnson just like act like he'd ever seen any of it? I mean, but, but he, it was such a show of... Sort well, of yeah. weakness, weakness and smallness. I mean, just be cool. Just be like, it really doesn't matter. I'm the Prime Minister and you're some little dick who wants to the Guardian. So, But he really showed a, a sort of, I don't know. I thought it was such an odd way of being. But it means that he reads your... Uh, <laughs> or someone tells him about yeah, it. But I, don't, I, mean, I don't know that he reads very much, Jesse, people say. I think he's one of those people who's got that dangerous thing, which I actually think that... King Charles has slightly got as well. Those people who wish they'd been born in another time, yes, and that they've come too late in the yeah. arc of history, and, it and been that all right. if they were mid-century yeah. people, now Johnson kept thinking, "Oh, you know, I I can't be like Churchill because what are my challenges?" But of course, he got this enormous challenge in the shape of the pandemic, which required him essentially to be on the television making a kind of wartime broadcast every night. And look how he handled it. He was found completely wanting, so he actually did have a kind of multi-generational you know one of the big challenges of the century in lots of ways uh so he had all the opportunity to prove himself and he proved himself in a certain way didn't he he, he proved well, he himself to be surround himself with the most able people either did he but i think he was the least able of all of them yeah. i mean really i really do he was flattered by them have you had to develop a very thick skin no i don't no, no i because don't because do you I don't care what anyone says about me. Oh, really? Really? Have you never cared about what people say about you? No, I did before I had children. Now I don't care. Oh. I, now I don't care because now I've, now I've had children and I've actually become much more of a risk taker and I think anything good that I've ever written and all the other things that I'm, I'm doing in life that I think are good has all happened after I've had children. Now, I'm only saying this because I get that lots of people, it feels like it, you know, that their career gets limited after mm. that or whatever. And I'm just saying as a counterweight, because you don't necessarily always hear this, because it made me much more of a risk taker. I also felt like, oh, I mean, honestly, if someone, what if someone says something about you online? I mean, really, who cares? Yeah, it's it's like, you know, this is not the real, my real world is them and mm. my real world is... And it just really, it's a terrible thing to say, to have had three children, to put things into perspective for you. I didn't have them for that reason. But it has <laughs> been a lovely byproduct. <laughs> so I really feel that. And I feel I've taken so many more risks that I wouldn't have had the confidence to do because I, in a way I just didn't mind failing so much because I felt like, oh, I see, you know, these guys are the important thing. So I, I felt able to fail in a way or to risk failure in a way that I hadn't before. Have your editors ever been like, you know what? You can't put You've that in. You've taken it too far, Marina. Oh, no, that quite often they'll query something on taste grounds, at which point I have to say, you know, this is a resigning issue if this is removed, like some actual ridiculous knob gag or something. But just, just as a point of principle, but if it's quite query on Do taste... You don't get legaled. Oh, no, God. Uh, no. Lenny, I'm never out of legal. Yes, oh, I am. you are. Good. Okay. Because I remember I did a shout Jesse's... out in my acknowledgements to the Guardian Legal Department, who I have a very special relationship with. <laughs> but yes, I do get legal, but I actually don't have much trouble with legal anymore because I have learned over so many years how to get things into the paper rather than have them taken out of the paper. Mm -hmm. So there's always a way that you can kind of slightly tweak it and essentially say to what anyone normal would look like exactly the same thing. Do you still enjoy your job? Yes. yes, look. Although I always like to do new things, and I'm, do, I'm so doing... So what's new at the moment? At the moment, I'm... You've got the book. I'm doing... T yes, I've got the book. 
I'm doing quite a lot of TV writing. In fact, I've been doing some TV writing for I can a while. imagine this. This makes yeah. sense. Wow, so what? that's a bit... What, like comedy? Comedy. Yes! Sitcom, you know. Amazing! Um, so, and that's been great. You know, that that is something that has been brilliant to do. To be sort of frightened again and, you know... Can and you I've, talk about any of the projects? I've got one that's sort of coming up. We're about to shoot the... Um, but the writer's strike has made a bit of trouble for it. But we can still do our episode one, which is called The Franchise which is for HBO, and it's sort of behind the scenes on a superhero franchise movie, which has How been... exciting. Oh I've been God. in this, I mean, this wonderful writer's room with this incredible show, this guy who's a showrunner called John Brown, who's fantastic, who writes on one of the big writers on Succession and various other things. And I really feel like we, we've had to, sort of, we've got a hiatus now for our, um, the writer's strike, but I honestly felt like, I don't really feel like I feel like this anymore. Like, I really love these people. There's seven of us and it's and two brilliant writer's assistants, actually. But I feel like we're a little band of brothers and sisters. And I, I actually didn't think that it was still available to me, that feeling that almost like when you're 17 and you first go on holiday with your friends and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> I've got this new thing that I'm, you know, I, I, it's been so fun. And exciting. It, even though it's been like, I've sort of had to work two jobs, so I've, I just have to get up so early in the morning, I have to get up at four or whatever, but it doesn't matter. But that's Why? okay. Well, because I have to do the Guardian job as well. Crikey. But then is this all on Zoom? No, we do it in a proper room. Oh, are they over here or have you so been, over, you've been there? over there? No, we most of us are British. There's two American women who are fantastic. So most of us are British. But okay. it is but so we've done it here and we'll film it at Leavesden. Do you think you've got a whole series in you for something else that's like a marina well, I've got hype? A few- I've got a few deals on other whole series, so I, which oh I can't talk about those ones. Yes, I've, but anyway, yes, I've got a few Don't sort of other things. Don't the Guardian, though. Well, no, I, hopefully I can Please keep not. going on all of it. But it's been, it's been really good to do something again where I was really sort of frightened again and to feel like, oh, my God, I don't know actually know what I'm doing now. Um, but you are so funny. No, <laughs> everybody no, should know how funny you are. I'm very disappointed you're all here. You're gone, you can flirt with Marina a little bit more and I'll get food out. Oh, this is so lovely. I was so excited about coming. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Whilst mum is carving the old chicken, let's talk about this Last Supper. Oh, right, yeah. Okay, Last Supper. Starter main. And I think it's drink. pretty... You're going to find it pretty... Okay, right. Drink. I'm all, I am a huge fan of all pre-meal drinks. I really enjoy... Like an like a, Yeah, really big fan. So I think I would... I mean, I do love a dirty martini, but I think actually for this Last Supper, I would go for a margarita. Oh. Yeah. 
I love a margarita. Love a Rita. I I do love a dirty martini. Very See, I dirty. People call them now. I thought it was Margs, but you call them Rita. No, no. I just I, I like I, that. I don't think any people are doing this, and oh, I don't I like think that. it's cool. Maybe um, I like that. But I and I like my dirty martini so dirty that I have to always say, filthy. "Can they be filthy?" Yeah. yeah which is do you yeah. do vodka or gin? Gin. Oh, okay. Yeah. I do vodka. What gin do you go for? Oh, I mean, I'm not that. I mean, I'm not that fussy. But if, I, I, if I'm buying them at home, yes. I hate to say something. I have what? Pippa's is dry. Oh, oh shit! shit. It oh, I promise you. Well, we're blaming Alison because she said two and a half hours, and I took it out after an hour. Do you want, and want to make a little juke? There is no juke. No, no it'll be sensational. Whatever. It'll be sensational. I'm so grateful. I do all the cooking, as I say. So this is so nice that someone else is cooking me Tuesday night. So you you will make your own dirty martini at home. Yeah. I feel like I need to get to that level on like a Friday night when we're lighting the candles for Shabbat that I've learned how to make a dirty martini. I don't know why yeah. I'm scared of it. Like, vermouth, like... It's so easy. Is and, it? And you've got the olives in a jar in your in your fridge and they, you know, you're going... I'm not using the jar every week, so no. it's going... And as what, I am using it every week, obviously, for dirty martinis, but, you know, you're just working... What kind of olives do you go for? I mean, I'm not that fussy. I want it to be in a jar so I can have the juice. Yeah, just then, help yeah, yourself all of before that. it dries out. And um, oh, okay. God. Thank you for this. It's this so wonderful. Um, and then, um, am I really helping myself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, get, it, 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 I would get the bottom bit because I, like I think it's a bit amount. dry. Sorry. Oh wow. I'm sorry. Okay, so then so the starter. Yeah. Right. I can't make this myself. Someone's going to have to do this for me. I am about to die, presumably. So it's well, yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. be honest. Let's, Marina, you're dying. Fine. So you, you um, it is a tuna carpaccio. Oh, um, lovely. I'm just not that good with my knife work, so I'm going to have to have someone do that yes. for me. Okay. Um, and I, my choice of person to do it is whoever does it at La Familia in Chelsea, which is... Oh, I love oh. La Familia. It's my birthday on Saturday. We're going there for Sunday lunch because that's what I want. Is it? So yeah. amazing. Still going. Yeah. It survived. Oh, it's be- no, they, the daughter has made it incredible out the back. Oh, good. She, they had a little sort of area that was like a sort of... I mean, I assume just a, a horrible old... It was Kylie's favourite. Now they've made... Yeah. They've made it so nice out the back. It's all sort of Italian families, basically, and 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 us out the back on a Sunday. Oh, fab! That would be really, fun. Yeah, so that would be nice. Okay, so that I'd get yeah, them to do the tuna. Co- oh, right. thank you. I'd get them to do the tuna carpaccio. Now, for the main course, possibly controversial, mm-hmm. but the reason I cook a version of this as well as Jeanette's every single week is mm-hmm. because it is really comforting and I love it. And what's the point of saving it for best the night before you die? I will always have a form of roast chicken. Every single yeah. week. And I think, actually, I can dick around with saying, oh, I'd like someone to flambe this and flambe that. But actually, I think for my yeah, last supper, I'd quite like to be comforted. Delicious. And I would have a form of roast chicken of one type or another. Um, and then for my pudding, yeah. I would have something like some great blousy thing, like a lemon pavlova. I love a pavlova. Mm-hmm. Maybe a pavlova meringue, something like that. A thing that's kind of heavy and light at the same time and like a sort of just a confection. This that was very de- yeah. decisive. Well, okay, but there's a lot of other things I could have as well because I absolutely love food and I live to get. Do you? I do a midweek roast. Mm. Yeah, I very. I never do it on Sunday. And I really love this it, and the fancy. kids love it. I don't think it is. No. You're being very, very self-critical. I'm saying nothing. No, it's oh. dry. It's okay. I'd like to know who would be round your last supper, um, and I'd like to know which politicians you would have around your last supper. If I had to have them? Yeah. I think I'd have to be delving back in history, don't you? Mm -hmm. I think I'd be on, you know, sort of 
Thomas Cromwell and Bismarck and those guys, wouldn't I? I think, you know, Emmeline Pankhurst. I think we'd have to be going back in history. I'm really sorry because it's really horrible when people say, you know, do you see anyone among politicians at the moment to give us hope? And it feels so negative to say, well, I'm sorry, I don't really. Probably there's some fantastic people on the back benches who haven't sort of surfaced into our public consciousness yet and maybe they're wonderful no Tories left. but there I have to say that I think it's consequently as well I think none of the big ideas are happening in politics all the big ideas are happening in things like international aid and really the voluntary sector is incredible dealing with some of these enormous challenges that the state has kind of failed mm -hmm. tech obviously all these big ideas are happening somewhere other than politics mm. so Ed Miliband do so you, you think it'll be like yeah. tech leaders leading the, the world soon and going into politics, do you think? No, I'll tell you what, I think they already do in lots of ways. Mm -hmm. I think that they would see the sort of, a bit like Murdoch really, has always seen prime ministers as sort of junior personnel. And I do think that Mark Zuckerberg for a long time was thinking, I'll run to be president. And he even went on some hilarious, like, I will be doing a listening tour in Iowa, Pennsylvania. I was like, what? Okay, are you running for president? He went and sort of stood at truck stops. And I think after, and people were like, okay, he's definitely running at some mm -hmm. point, even if it's in whenever it was. And then I think he just thought, Fuck why this. would I do this? No. I mean, I'm so much more important than, you know, President of the United States. We've had a really weird email. Shout out to Jenny, this one's for you. I've got to speak with my mouth full. And you. Someone's written to us to say they love us speaking with our mouth full. It kind oh, of, wow, you've kind got, of turned her on. I've got some of this. Exciting. <laughs> Oh, it came from yeah. Jenny, who's Australian. I didn't think that, and she just right, loved listening to say, you. This would have been fine mm. if it wasn't spatchcock, if it had been a whole chicken and it kept the moisture in. Can yeah. I just say to your listeners, this is so much more than fine. This is absolutely It's really delicious. yummy. You'd be no, thrilled to have this on delicious. a Tuesday night. I know. It's mm. actually very tasty. It's delicious. So have you had have you had many kitchen disasters? Not really. Now I taught myself to cook because I didn't have it from your mother. Wasn't my mother wasn't totally interested in cooking. So I taught myself to cook really sort of late, I suppose. I suppose I started in my early thirties. Mm -hmm. Or I had done it a bit before, but I really taught myself and now I cook every night and I really think about it all all the time and it's a big part of everything. I set a hell of a lot of alarms on my phone. Because I, I, that is my disaster area, thinking there's no possible way I could speak. In 12 minutes, I won't remember to take these biscuits out. But unless I set an alarm on my phone, believe me, they will be destroyed. So it, things like that, I have to... Thanks to the development of the iPhone, I have managed to do you, avoid. Do you, do you, do you bake a lot? Yes, I do. I bake a lot and I... I mean, I do it all a lot, I suppose. I don't make my own bread. I always feel... So, I have done it, but I always feel... So, weirdly, considering... I will do quite complicated things. Yeah. By this humble thing, I feel quite intimidated by mm -hmm, it. Me I too. wonder why. Do you? you know what my friend said? She was going to do. Um, she was going to get a bread maker because her sisters mm. have bread makers, and so they have fresh bread every day. Yeah, that's the last thing I need. Mm. Yeah. But she says <laughs> it's Look, really some good. Some more chicken. Marina, sorry, help yourself. And, and, and she says it's really good, but I'm like, is it going to be a bit like a the bit air fryer? Is it just going to sit on the side and gather the dust? I'd like an air fryer. Have you got an air fryer? No, I, I'm sworn against big things on the side, unless they really sing for their supper. You know what? It was a bit dry, but it was very tasty. I don't it think... Had a kind it had um, a kind of Portuguese piri-piri thing about it, even though it wasn't mm. spicy. There was hot paprika, oh, there, yeah. smoked yeah. paprika, yeah. two... Well, I put three garlics, grated, mm. olive oil... Mm -hmm. 
pepper mm-hmm. and fennel seeds that I yeah. ground up. The thing is that we've done the slow roast the other one. Jesse, we've done this one with tomato and oregano and well, you just shove good. it all in. For two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Is it spatchcocked? No. No, don't worry. It was whole. Mm. And it's delicious. It's really good. I might yeah. have to take the recipe off really that good. one. Can yeah. you give me the recipe mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Okay, mum, what have we got? I think that you're going to retrieve... Yeah. You're going to redeem yourself now. This is Nigella chocolate and olive oil. It's doesn't... moist in the wise words. Oh, is this words. chocolate olive oil? Yeah. yeah. I've chocolate really wanted to try okay. this and I haven't, got, I haven't tried it. I've got the book. Yeah. As um, Rick Astley would say, it's moist and he <laughs> would like that right, very much. Hold on Thank a you so much. Oh, it looks fab. So it's a that. It chocolate looks... and olive oil cake with raspberries. raspberries. You've got some Kelly's ice cream or you've got some cream or you've got sour cream. What are you going to go for? It's tough, actually. You can I've, have a bit of both. Everything. I can have a bit of everything, can't I? I'll tell you what, maybe I'll try the thing first and then and decide what, what I most want to yeah. go with it, if that's not very rude. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not rude. Mr. Kelly, we love Kelly's ice cream because when I was yeah. a child in Cornwall... Sorry, I just do my hands. Is that that's where, so rude. No, but you grew up in... We always on went holiday? on our okay. summer holiday for two weeks to Cornwall to a place called Harlem Bay, and Mr. Kelly's van was on the beach. Oh, wow. And in the afternoon, we were all allowed a Mr. Kelly's. And so... I've got a real crush on Mr. Kelly, basically, because of that. Oh, don't tell me you're going no. to tell me this is no good. No, it's now. like a sexy... Um, right. It's on. like a sexy... What are those... those uh, I love it. Those cakes that you can get make in a pack. What are they called? Like the devil fudge Betty cake. Betty Crocker. It's like a sexy, a sexy Betty, Betty Crocker. Crocker. Fuck off. Is it? That's not a bad thing. What do you mean it's not a bad thing? That's this was made from scratch, you fool. I'm saying it's a sexy Betty Crocker. Oh, my God. See what you... Uh, you'll see what I mean. Like, no, I've no. had it, yeah. It's made with Grand Almonds. Mm. Sexy, super. sexy Betty Crocker. Betty Crocker's never seen an almond in her life. <laughs> she is <laughs> an ultra high process. I do know what you mean, slightly. <laughs> oh, thank you! <laughs> Who wants some more Betty Crocker? <laughs> it was really delicious. Can I loved it, but more... I don't actually... Do you know it's only made with cocoa? Oh, no, it's amazing, isn't it? I, Clever, I never... It's like it? a strange... How much sugar? Cocoa and not olive oil. How much sugar? Not that much. So it's actually good for us. It's not that overly sweet, though. No, it's not that overly sweet. It's really Delicious. lovely. I absolutely love it. Will you take it. it home for Sam? Please. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about Mr Kelly on the Cornish <laughs> beaches, but is there another nostalgic taste that can transport you somewhere? Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm afraid it's, for me, it's so many of those weird, like, sweets, penny sweets, all of those, everything, toffee bonbons, oh, my God, lemon sherbets. My children, if we ever go to some little town now, my children will smell out an old-fashioned sweet shop from a million miles. And I'm like, can we go, can we go? Oh, of, of course we can go. Uh-huh. I'm literally just trying to get there as quick as possible. I love <laughs> all those, the chocolate limes, any of those sweets. They're so... God, they can take me back anywhere. Although I, another thing that every time I smell it, it, it when you get an English strawberry, a British strawberry at the start of the season. Yeah, and they're really And delicious. I'm always right back in a pick your own with my mother yeah. on my knees in the straw when we were all little. Eating more than yeah, you put in the more, basket. Yeah, eating more than you put in. And you've got juice dripping yeah. down your mouth. Yeah, all, I'm always, if you smell one of those and I'm just back in those fields on my knees in the straw, always. You are good, Marina. Every answer you've no, given us, you've delivered. I don't think I have. You absolutely have. And you're... 
warm and fabulous and brilliant and we're we're so thrilled to have you on today oh guys thanks so much and for having um, me. i can't wait to watch the tv shows that you will be putting out will oh, you well i wouldn't go that far just <laughs> well, do, you, do you think you'd Did like make it to, to have her? dinner with gwyneth paltrow Oh God, yeah. Listen, with I one tell of you what, her candles burning in the background. Yeah, the funny one. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I will tell you that one of the great things about being a sort of a writer is that you get this kind of get out of jail free thing to behave, just go anywhere and say, oh, I, you know, I had to see what it was like. You know, I. So, I mean, I don't really turn anything down on principle at all. In fact, many of my greatest regrets in life are things I've turned down on principle. Did, so, did, I, I did you start I your journalism at the Sun? Yes, but I was the secretary. I was the receptionist. On, oh, you were the receptionist. I was a, I, it was completely by accident that I've ever become a journalist. But what looking back, like th- lots of things in life, it what makes sense. What did you think you were going to be? Because Jessie thought she was going to be a journalist. I didn't know, I'm afraid. So I tell you what I did think I was going to be, which is that until I was 18, no, <laughs> I wanted to go into politics. I wanted oh, to be the prime you? minister. I wanted to go into politics. And when I got to university, I went to Oxford... And I thought, oh, this thing, the Oxford Union, everybody joins and they will, you know, this is a big political thing. It'll be really really interesting. Yeah, it'd be really interesting. And I went to the Freshers' Fair and you could sign up for one year or for three years. Yeah, obviously I signed up for three years, Mm. gave all my money away. And when I got into it, I just thought, oh my God. I mean, immediately, immediately from the very first time I attended, I was like, oh my gosh. Every scale fell from my eyes and I thought, this is what people in politics are like. And I knew immediately that I didn't like have a bad crop or whatever or whatever. It was just like I hadn't fully understood what it would be but like. You, you are political. And, yeah, so I'm interested. But then immediately I had absolutely no interest and it killed all of it. And I mean, actually, some of those people... Was it a boys the same club? Ages, no, I mean, there were people like Liz... Tr- she was in this. Oh, my God. Yeah. Not the same year as you. Yes, but oh I mean, I, you know, I saw these people twice in my life and then just thought... This is just, and, and only the second time because I paid. But three she years was left wing then, wasn't she? She was in the Liberal Democrats. I mean, I don't okay. really know. I think they just had the politics of getting ahead, if I'm really honest. Yeah. I don't think they were any positions were, as you can see. I think they were rather lightly held. Did you ever go to house parties with this trust? No. No. Although, funny enough, <laughs> someone told me, if someone, a friend of mine who was at Cambridge, Quasi Quarteng, was a friend of a friend of theirs, and he'd come round to their house and one time, and he went to a student party at their house when he was a student. And he stayed on their sofa and he vomited all oh over God. their sofa. And do you know what he did in the morning? What? He simply got up oh. and walked away. Of course he yeah. fucking did. And I feel in many ways we all still live in that sofa, don't yeah. we? Right now. Yes. Metaphorically. He vomited and after what he, away. After what he did last yeah. year. Do we not all at some yeah, I agree with you. level live down the crack down that sofa? Marina Hyde, thank you so much for joining us and just being... Sorry about the dry chicken it was absolutely she, 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 she might write a column and she may be a bit she pissed now because tomorrow <laughs> oh my god oh my chicken. god it, well, it would wish. only be a hymn to you both okay thank you <laughs> I can't thank you enough for having me it's such a joy Good one, Mum. I had to have stayed for a week. The picture that I've got of you is like the look of love with you two. <laughs> she's looking at you like she's so proud to gossip with you. <laughs> so proud that you're her new friend. I loved Did her. Did it? She meet was better than expectation, better. except for one thing. What? Chelsea. Chelsea. It's nightmare. Not, it's not you, Marina. Yeah, it's a nightmare. That was the only thing that let her down.
I really, really enjoyed having Marina Hyde over. I think she's fantastic. I think that everyone should read her, her words, book, her but, book. But I can't wait for the TV. She's so witty. The new TV shows are going to be fantastic. Marina Hyde's What Just Happened uh, is out now in paperback. It's also in hardback. Um, it's Dispatches from Turbulent Times. Thank you for getting us through it with your wit and words, Marina. Oh, what was that? That was the chair, but oh, it sounded God, like I thought you had yeah. wind. No. <laughs> Christ. I thought she's let herself go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'm sorry it was um, Betty Crocker. No, it was nice. It was really Actually, nice. Anne's didn't taste like that yesterday. Hers was more dense. That was quite light, wasn't it? I thought it was delicious. No butter, no dairy. No dairy, dairy-free. No dairy and no gluten. That is a great thing mm. for people that are dairy-free and gluten-free. I'm neither Next of those time. things, Mother. Good, thank God for that. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, Jenny, I hope that satisfied you with the eating Mast- with mouth. Masticating. Um, and please, uh, li- uh, listeners, please send your complaints about uh, m- mouths being full uh, at hello at tablemannerspodcast.com. Um, We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com